Hey guys, Evan McKenna here from Permission to Game. Welcome back to today's episode. I wanted to talk to you today about why I hate Fortnite, and you should too. But before we get to that, if you want to keep talking about really cool, fun gaming topics, dad topics, beer topics, things like that, we need your help. So subscribe to our channel. You'll be notified you know, as to what's coming out. Make sure you hit that bell so that you can have those notifications come into your email, to your inbox, things like that. And while you're at it on your phone, make sure your notifications are turned on for YouTube. That way, when our vid next video comes out, you'll be the first ones to watch it and not having to wait for it to be posted on social media. While you're there, Check us out at ourcommunitynow.com for more awesome information. If you like cool things in the area, things to eat, things to do, other really cool topics. I got a really cool, cool friends of mine, Caitlin, Christina. They have this really cool channel all about the, what do I want to say? Like anything nerd related. They love to talk about cosplay, comics, movies. It's all there. You're going to love them. If you love our channel, check them out at Double Feature in the Our Community Now uh, playlist as well. So anyway, so here we go. Before we get to why Fortnite is the worst game to have ever been created, I'm going to talk to you about my awesome t-shirt today. If you love these dope shirts from highaltitudeapparel.com, our buddies up in Fort Collins, Colorado, make these out of their house. They got stickers. I mean, I haven't put one on my car yet and he keeps bugging me, but I'm going to get one on there. And on top of that, we got any shirt. If you don't like Colorado flags or if you're not from Colorado, Check out this dope, you know, mountain. See, we got the Death Star. Check that out too. Highaltitudeapparel.com. They love you. We love you. We'll see you there. So, why I hate Fortnite? That's a good question because, honestly, it's not a bad game. It's a lot of fun to play when you're playing it. But as a dad, as a parent, as someone who has relatively small children, I mean, my son's 11 years old, you know, so young is relative at that point. But... Why I hate it. Why it's the worst thing to have in my household. And it just doesn't make sense. Now, growing up, I mean, I've played a lot of different games. And, you know, a lot of them being first-person shooters to adventure games. I mean, I grew up with Tomb Raider. That was questionable back in the day if you wanted to talk about risque. Um, I played a lot of Doom. I played a lot of Dark Forces, Star Wars games, a lot of violence. You know, we have Counter-Strike, Day of Defeat, um, Half-Life. Awesome games. Loved them. But when I think back upon it, it's like, wait a minute, was that something I should have been playing? You know, my parents were pretty good about what I could and couldn't play and what I was allowed to do. And, and I, I think if I think back a little bit further, I started playing Counter-Strike around what? Is it 15, 16 years old? So I was a little bit older than my son is now, but I, he's been playing Fortnite now for what? Two years, almost three years now, since, almost, since it came out in 2017. It was released in early 2017 uh, following PUBG's kind of battle royale kind of atmosphere. You know, they had three different game modes. So let me talk to you a little bit about Fortnite itself, you know, and, and what does actually make it good. And then I'll go into why you actually shouldn't play it. So Fortnite itself, like I was saying, was released in 2017 with two initial game modes. We had the save the world, kind of the zombie thing. Um, Call of Duty made zombie hunting a lot of fun. Um, I remember playing that hours upon hours with friends. And so, you know, Epic Games tried to capitalize on that, but you had to pay to play and it really didn't take off. Now, you still can buy it. It's a lot of fun, but it's not, it's not what made Fortnite as big as it is today. With the popularity of PUBG, Epic decided to capitalize on that whole Battle Royale mentality, and a lot of other manufacturers have now, too. We got um, Battlefield also trying to experiment with it. We have some Call of Duty games that are similar. It's a great format for first-person shooter games. So once the free-to-play kind of beta version, which technically Fortnite is still in, came out with the Battle Royale, 
it all of a sudden took off. I mean, I don't, I don't have how many people are playing it now, but it's in the million, hundreds of millions of people are playing Fortnite worldwide on several different systems. I mean, you got your PC gamers, you have your Xbox gamers, your PS4 gamers, and they also have it on the Switch. Um, I've downloaded it here. It doesn't play great because of the 30 frame rates per second. I know on the iPad, you can also play it there on mobile. Um, the new iPad Pro, by the way, does support 120 uh, FPS. Um, on the device, and it's phenomenal to play Fortnite, how silky smooth it plays. But in general, you can play it on all this, almost any device you can think of out there. They've got it available. And it makes it super easy to access and, you know, an enjoyable game. And on top of that, when you think about it, you watch it, it's cartoony. You know, there's no, honestly, there's no blood. People do die, but when they die, they don't die. They, they you know, teleport back up to the, you know, the bus or the, the, the island you start on. So in a sense, it's like, it's a violent game, but it's also makes fun of violent games. There's not a huge, you know, big deal about it. I know in uh, July of 2019, so not too long ago, just about almost, actually, shoot, almost a year ago at this point, we had the first World uh, Fortnite World Cup tournament um, that was televised, extremely well received. A lot of people, including kids, were watching it. Um, you have a lot of like celebrities playing it, including Ninja from Twitch. Um, Mar DJ Marshmallow, a lot of the uh, younger folk are into them. And Drake was even playing as well, and he was actually at the tournament as well. And so there's a lot of really neat stuff going on, and the expansion Fortnite itself is doing to the gaming community. There is a lot of benefits to what Fortnite has done. They've also made it so that you don't have to pay to play, but they've added perks that make you want to buy things. Now, with that being said, some of those perks, you know, from a parent standpoint, when your kids are bugging you every week for $20 to buy V-Bucks... You know, then it's like, hold on a second, how much money are we actually giving Epic Games for a free-to-play game? You know, they want all the cool skins because all their friends at school have them. Hold on, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm talking about what I don't like about it. So let me jump back really quick here. Uh, but in general, Fortnite itself had an amazing almost four years now, you know, 17, 18, 19, going into 20. So for, this is the fourth year. They've had, they're on chapter two of their game setup. They've had 10 Chat, ten was it? Ten seasons in chapter one. We are now in chapter two with our first season. Um, that season is almost up here at the end of February. Um, we are expected to see what they're going to change up. And again, every season they've changed up something new in the game. It's actually kind of cool, um, and it creates a lot of really neat ways to keep people reengaged with a free-to-play game. Um, unlike what they've done, you know, traditional game manufacturers have done with Call of Duty and have done with, you know, uh, Battlefield and even PUBG isn't isn't growing and innovating at the rate that Fortnite is. So why in the world would I hate Fortnite? I mean, it seems fine, right? Well, it all comes down to a lot of different factors. Uh, again, I'm going to take this from a parent standpoint because as an adult, I'm not as phased by it. And maybe that's a desensitization, you know, as I grow up over the years, you know, I have playing different games that have been controversial. But in general, like, when I think about it, when I watch my kid play and then I watch how my kid acts after he plays it, that really makes me question, why in the world am I letting my son play this game? You know, from all from a you know 30,000 foot view, it seems innocent. But once you start actually understanding and watching the way our kids and our society is changed through games such like Fortnite, it really makes you question why in the world we allow ourselves to do it in the first place. Um, Fortnite itself has already been written up as, you know, there's lots of different articles and references out there from teachers, from parents, a lot of people expressing this same view of why Fortnite's actually creating a problem both in the classroom, both at home, 
from an understanding of money and what things cost and why, you know, why kids should save their money in the first place. Uh, it's created a handful of lawsuits. Um, one really cool thing about Fortnite is they have little dances. Now, my son loves to recreate and dance to all these different Fortnite moves. But when you think about it, some of these dances are ripped off from people that have made a living because of that move. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys know and remember, you know, from what is it, French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, with Carlton and the whole, I can't even do it, but when he dances, uh, to, was it Tom Jones? Amazing move. My son can replicate that to a T, but not because of Fresh Prince. He can do it because of Fortnite. Um, that itself has created a lot of different, uh, you know, kind of controversies and lawsuits coming around people saying that that intellectual property has been stolen. But let's get to the real nut and bolts of this whole thing. Like, why in the world should we take it out of our household? So one thing I've noticed over the years and watched my son play is that, one, he's, he does have his friends, but they're all through a microphone. What kind of interaction is he actually getting? So it got to a point where it's like he didn't want to go outside. He didn't want to go to his friends' houses. They just wanted to sit online and play Fortnite. Now it's great when you got your friends, you got your school friends, you got your friends down the street. But when all of a sudden there's friends showing up in my friends list, because it's technically my account he's playing on, not his, that I'm like, who is this person? It brings questions to mind about my child's safety and security. There have been instances and, and issues that have popped up if you do some research about actual pedophiles, people getting involved that shouldn't be talking to your kids in the first place. And different aspects, it's like, wait a minute. Again, my, my son, I'm like, why are you talking to this person? Do you know them? And they're like, no, they just friended me after this one match. We played really well, so we're friends now. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, you don't know this person. And they're going to ask you questions or who knows what they're going to do to find out more about you. It could be totally innocent. It could be another kid. It could be somebody who sounds like a kid who's actually 45. We have no clue who your our kids are interacting with that are calling friends because of this digital world we've created. That's only one issue to look at. The other issue is, how does playing games like this affect our children's behavior? Now, it doesn't affect everybody the same. I'm going to be straightforward with that. What the cases I've seen with my son and what Fortnite has done in his life is not necessarily the same for your kids or yourself or people around you that you've seen. But in my experience, what I've seen is the more I let my son play Fortnite, the more obsessed he gets with it. And then the more I have to ask him to turn it off to do something else, to do chores, to do homework, to go outside and enjoy the sun with his neighbors, the more angry, the more abstinent, the more talking back I get, the more, where did this kid come from? Because that's not who you were six months, a year ago. We started looking into it, my wife and I, a little bit more and figuring out why is our son acting out every single night after school, doing homework, everything's just a constant battle. The attitude he talks, the way he talks back to us, the anger when he doesn't want to do something and how angry he gets and sometimes either tries to, you know, hit himself or cause damage or issues to like his room or things in the house. It starts making me ask questions. Where in the world is this coming from? Because this isn't the household that we've raised you in. This isn't the kid you were, you know, and that we used to be. What is causing this? So my wife and I have slowly been starting to take little things out of his life here and there to figure out what the root cause of, of this, we'll call it aggression and anger is coming from. And one of the things we got to is we started realizing that he's playing, he has too much screen time as we like to call it. He, he's, he doesn't have a phone, that's one thing for sure. We do not have, a, he doesn't have a phone, he doesn't have an iPad, 
But we do allow him to watch television. We do allow him to, to play on Fortnite quite frequently because his friends are. And so, as long, you know, the rules were as long as you get your homework done, as long as you do this, you can play. Well, we started realizing that things became a real problem, especially after he was done playing or in the middle of playing when we had to, you know, it was time to eat dinner or whatever. Um, so as we started realizing that, we, we started restricting it. Maybe we just limited it to one hour a day. Then it became to one hour a weekend. And in order to get more than one hour, he had to earn and do things through polite behavior, not having problems during the week, you know, doing chores without being asked. Then he could earn more time that he could choose to play Fortnite or watch television and things like that. The more we, we watched and the more we took Fortnite and the ability to play those types of video games away, the more his attitude changed. Now, again, I'm not 100% saying that Fortnite caused this, but this gives me reason to believe that even though it's cartoony, even though it's, it's fun, and as adults, we can do it and we can look past it, there's still something that's triggering in my kid's brain that he's trying to beat and kill, we'll say, another player on the screen that what is triggering him to act out when he doesn't want something, when he doesn't want to do something, or when he's asked to do something that is not going to be enjoyable. It's, it's interesting, again, and so I'm not, I don't have any background in psychology or anything like that to just fully diagnose, but obviously every, it's going to affect everybody differently. And watching my observations leads me to believe that there is a strong tie between Fortnite, violent video games, violent TV shows even. Like, I know, again, here's another example, slightly off topic, but still relates to the same idea, is if you look at Stranger Things, awesome TV show. I loved watching it on Netflix. I binge watched all three, yeah, all three seasons now, and... At first, it seems innocent. So I'm like, great. I want my kid to watch this. This is wonderful. After letting him watch all of them, he started emulating and talking and acting the way the kids did in the show, which started creating problems at home. And similar to the video games, the anger, aggression, and the, the, at the drive to win and being really angry and raging when he didn't, you know, not that it got to that point during gameplay, but that kind of mentality started to come out as well. So removing the video game right there alone helped actually curb his behavior. And I'm, he's allowed to earn game time. He's allowed to earn playing back. You know, I haven't completely eliminated it, but now it's very, very, very controlled. You know, you're not going to let your your 10-year-old, your 8-year-old go go and watch, you know, the Terminator or Hunger Games now as innocent as like the Hunger Games sounds. You know, these are people killing people. But when we look at video games, we go, oh, it's just a game. People don't think about that. But it truly does affect people in a way that they may not be conscientiously thinking about hurting someone, but the impact of the game actually has a resounding impact in other areas of people's lives. Here's the other thing, too. So that's his behavior. That's one reason why I hate Fortnite. The way it changes the behavior of the people that play it. The second thing is he doesn't go out and play with his friends. He wants to sit at home all day. Nobody wants to, you know, we... I remember my parents telling me, you know, get off the TV, go outside and have fun. And I find myself, you know, mom, dad, I don't, come on, let me just play another round. You know, I remember my parents not letting me play GTA 3 because of the excessive violence. And now I'm starting to understand because I am a parent. Well, now my kid likes to actually spend time outside because I've restricted the gameplay. Now he wants to go outside because, hey, dad, it's a great day. I'm going to go see if my friend Alex is available and we're going to go play outside and go on a bike ride. I'd rather hear that than, hey, I'm going to go play Fortnite and disappear for hours 
talking to somebody on a mic that I don't know who he's talking to. The other thing is, it totally, the fact, the way that Fortnite has been able to monetize their platform, which is ingenious, by the way, give something away for free, but make really cool stuff to add on to your game that is completely unnecessary in order to play as a purchasable item, it'll make everybody want it because, you know, little Johnny and little Susie at school have these things on their character. I want that too. And then on top of that, you can be any character you want. You can be a lizard. You can be a lady. You can be a man. You can be a snowman. You can be a reindeer. You can be a gingerbread man. You know, there's all these different things that you can be whoever you want to be in this little world. The idea is neat, but what does that bring on from a responsibility standpoint, from a like understanding where my money is going standpoint? Um, and at first, you know, they also offer different seasons. Like I said, there's been 10 seasons in the first chapter and one season in the second chapter. You can play without paying a dollar. But in order to have fun, you got to spend 25 bucks every single time a season comes out in order to have all the cool new things it comes with. Just because it looks cool. That's about it. And my friends have them. And I want to be the cool kid in school. And everybody wants our kid to be popular and liked. But at what point do we draw the line? You know, and it got to a point where it's like, cool, you can earn that. You can do this, you can do this. Well, I don't want to do that, Dad. I don't want to scoop poop. I don't want to do whatever. Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not spending $25 just so that you can have a fake skin on a character in a game that I don't really enjoy at this point. So where do we draw the line? At what point, because my, my son's like, it's just 25 bucks, Dad. I'll go get that out of my piggy bank. When, when, when as parents do we help instill our children the idea of why we should be saving money, why we should be you know, looking at the future and not towards just, cool, what can I have now? You know, I still remember now, and I make comments as an adult of, they didn't teach us certain things in school about money. That if they hadn't, I probably wouldn't be in situations I'm in right now. Where do we start? And the other thing too is, is it creates an environment of, I don't, I don't know how I'm trying to say this here, so I'll, I'll move on. But in general, Fortnite as a whole, the game itself can be fun. It can be enjoyable. But is it something that we should actually have? Is it something that we should be letting our kids play? At what age, you know, again, it's up to everybody. It's up to everybody's parenting style. But at what age should our children be allowed to start experiencing these things and be exposed to stuff in the world? Because, you know, at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, those early stages of our years before high school, our kids are being molded. There's one thing my dad always said to me, and now that I'm an adult, I'm starting to understand more is, if you don't take care of your kids, somebody else will. And that doesn't have to be specifically someone. That doesn't have to be like your child or my, you know, is, is being mentored specifically by a person like at school or down the street or whatever. But if you're not there and you just plug them in front of the TV, let them play the video games, and you don't do the, the parenting and the raising, the video game is going to. The people that he interacts with there are going to. They're going to mold them and him into the person they need to be successful as a business and that the friends need in order to be you know, successful or friends or whatever that the gamers are themselves. And the kids are not going to turn out the way that you want them to. So, yeah. Anyways, I do appreciate you listening today. Um, much more serious of a topic. I hope you guys liked it. I'd love to give a lot more intake on my opinions about some of these different things when it comes to gaming. Um, and, you know, my experiences as an adult. And again, it doesn't always apply to you, but, you know, it's fun to hear. So before you leave, 
if you could do me one favor, I know I tossed my piece of paper over there, so I can't really read it back for you, but remember to subscribe because without you, there's no reason to do this. So please subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way, when we new content comes out from our community now, you are informed right away. Check us out on ourcommunitynow.com for more hot topics, you know, similar to what we're doing here. Like I said, we have double feature from Caitlin and Christina. They are an amazing at what they do over there. Check them out as well. I'll put a link somewhere up here on the top. Uh, but feel free to check out that. I'll put them a link down in the, the description below. Check out highaltitudeapparel.com. Our buddy Jonathan up in Fort Collins, Colorado. These are the coolest shirts ever. If you have an idea that you want printed, he might even be able to hit you up and help you out. Otherwise, you know, tune in next week to Permission to Game. And, you know, we'll have a good time and a good conversation then. My name is Evan McKenna. I'll see you next week.